This episode of Apologetics is called Sound the Alarm. Amos 6.1 says, Woe to you who are at ease in Zion. It's time for the church to wake up. Anyone who calls themselves by the name of Christ, who calls themselves Christ-like, members of a local church body, or those who may be believers in Christ but may not be fellowshipping with the body of Christ at the moment, male, female, young, or old, anyone who says they believe in Jesus, it's time to wake up. Joel 2.1 says, Blow the trumpet in Zion. Sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble. For the day of the Lord is coming, for it is at hand. Well, what is the day of the Lord? This is a phrase that can be read numerous times in the Bible. Joel 2.2 describes the day of the Lord as a day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness. The day of the Lord is the time of God's wrath. It is a time for God to make all things right. Ultimately, it is the day of Jesus' return. Jesus promised that he would come back and he will. So what is the church to do? But before we continue, let's clarify the term church. The church was, is, and always will be the people who accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. The church is not a building. The church is the people who are disciples of Christ, also known as the body of Christ. The church is to be busy fulfilling the great commission of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. After Jesus' resurrection, he met with the disciples and he told them to go into all the world, preach the gospel, teaching people everything that he had taught them. If we are not being about the Lord's business, we should take a look at the proverb chapter 6, verse 6. It tells us to go take a look at an ant. Look at her ways and be wise. Ants are diligent. They don't need anyone to tell them to be about their business. They do what needs to be done. If we are not being about the Lord's business, it is time to get busy. Jesus said the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. So we need to pray to the Lord of the harvest for more laborers. This episode is a prayer for laborers. It's a call to awaken. It's a sounding of the trumpet. The alarm for God's people to wake up. We need to be about our Heavenly Father's business. It's time for us to stand up and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. The day of the Lord is approaching. Horrible things are happening. Early in the year, Africa and Australia experienced devastating locust plagues and wildfires. A pandemic-level virus has shut down the planet and exposed a desperate lack of care as corporations lay off thousands of workers. This is tragic even more so because there are CEOs who still make over a thousand times more than the median level employee. Some CEOs make in 30 minutes, yes, just a half hour, what some of their mid-level employees toil for a year to earn. Why are people being laid off or furloughed, furloughed while CEOs take home tens of millions of dollars? When we look at this, why are there hungry children in America? I don't understand the math. Why are children being bought and sold for the pleasure of billionaires? How does human trafficking exist in our nation? 
How do people entrusted with the privilege of protecting us shoot us while we're jogging or laying in our beds? I say us because injustice against one of us is injustice against all of us. Why do those entrusted with our safety feel comfortable with their knee in someone's neck for over eight minutes? A great man said, all evil needs to succeed is for good men to do nothing. I'll read that again. All evil needs to succeed is for good men to do nothing. Woe to those who are at ease in Zion, the Bible says. We are plagued by bigotry, racism, sexism, classism, and discrimination. And we wonder why God is not pleased with his creation. It is time to repent and call for repentance. It is time to share the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ with everyone we can, everywhere we can. It is time for God's people to say, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ and declare the gospel is the power of God to save for all who will believe. The prophet Joel gave us this message from the Lord. In the first chapter of Joel, we read the word of the Lord that came to Joel, the son of Pethuel. Hear this, you elders, and give ear, all you inhabitants of the land. Has anything like this happened in your days, or even in the days of your fathers? Tell your children about it. Let your children tell their children, and their children another generation. What the chewing locust left, the swarming locust has eaten. What the swarming locust left, the crawling locust has eaten. And what the crawling locust left, the consuming locust has eaten. Awake, you drunkards, and weep and wail, all you drinkers of wine, because of the new wine, for it has been cut off from your mouth. It goes on to say in that same chapter that everything was wasted by this plague. And this plague caused Joel to look at the spiritual climate of his culture. Well, what was the response to the people supposed to be? Well, in verse 13 of chapter 1, Joel says, Gird yourselves and lament, you priests. Wail, you who minister before the altar. Come, lie all night in sackcloth, you who minister to my God. For the grain offering and the drink offering are withheld from the house of your God. Verse 14 says, Consecrate a fast. Call a sacred assembly. Gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land into the house of the Lord your God and cry out to the Lord. I think the events of our time show us that it is time for God's leaders, God's people to get serious, to call a fast, to call the people to pray and to cry out to the Lord. Have we seen anything like we've seen in the last six to seven months? I haven't, and I don't know anyone who has. The whole planet has been shut down. So what is the solution? It's time to cry out to the Lord. Joel 1.19 says, O Lord, to you I cry out, for fire has devoured the open pastures, and a flame has burned all the trees of the field. It is time to repent. And repent means to turn from our evil ways and turn to God and his ways. In Joel 2, 12 through 17, we read the prophet say, Now therefore, says the Lord, 
Turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, with mourning. So rend your heart and not your garments. It's not the outer show that God wants. It's the inward tearing of our hearts, breaking of our hearts for everything that's going on in our country and in our world right now. He continues to say, return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. And he relents from doing harm. Who knows if he will turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, consecrate a fast, call a sacred assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children and the nursing babes, let the bridegroom go out from his chamber and the bride from her dressing room. Everything needed to stop so that the people could come and realize how serious the events of the land were and cry out to the Lord for his mercies. Verse 17 says, let the priest who minister to the Lord weep between the porch and the altar. Let them say, spare your people, O Lord, and do not give your heritage to reproach that the nations should rule over them. Why should they say among the peoples, where is their God? Then the Lord will be zealous for his land and pity his people. The Lord will answer and say to his people, behold, I will send you grain and new wine and oil and you will be satisfied by them. God is always waiting to bless us. God is always waiting to have mercy on us. God loves to have mercy on us. He loves to be compassionate, but he's waiting on us to respond properly. In 2 Chronicles 7, 14, it says, If my people, and notice that verse says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. This is God talking to his people. God is saying, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, Seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. If we want our land healed, we, God's people, called by the name of Christ, must humble ourselves and pray and seek God and turn from our wicked ways. Then God will forgive our sins and heal our lands. And it is always his desire to be gracious and merciful and compassionate. In the 25th verse of Joel chapter two, God says, so I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the crawling locust, the consuming locust and the chewing locust, the great army which I sent among you. God is waiting to restore us from the plagues that we're seeing, from the tragedies that we're seeing from the discrimination that we're seeing, the economic injustice that we are seeing. God wants to restore us. But mostly, he wants us to turn our hearts to him. Every conversation is an opportunity to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus came so that we might have life. If you have not made the decision to allow Jesus to be the Lord of your life and your savior, do it now. It's not complicated. 
Confess your sins to God. Confess that Jesus is the Son of God, that he is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, and you will be saved. Romans 10.9 makes us that promise. That's the first step to the healing of our land. First, the healing of our souls through a relationship with Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Father, we pray today that you'll turn our hearts to you. Help us to make the sacrifice of fasting and prayer to cry out to you with all our hearts, God, because we know that you will hear us and we know that you will heal our land. God, we pray for each other, our brothers and sisters in Christ. God, we pray that you'll help us to love you with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and that you'll help us to love our neighbor as ourself. God, we thank you that you are the answer, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And we give you the glory, the honor, and the praise in your wonderful, mighty, matchless name. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.